This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. And we're going to be talking about voting. Everybody's thinking about voting. Hope you are anyway <laughs> these days. Alan Farley, the Administrator of Elections for Rutherford County, is with us this morning. Alan, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How are you today? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. Well, Election Day is uh, not that far away, but early voting is even closer and even closer to that the last day to register to vote in the November 3rd election. When is that? That will be October the 5th. So we've got four days after today, and and I believe that's a Tuesday. And so uh, you'll make sure you get your registrations in before October the 5th. Um, and uh, so if they're postmarked October the 5th, they're good. But, uh, but you know, you can go online at GoVoteTN.com and uh, do voter registration online and that way it's simple and it's easy and it's fairly instant so that way you can get in we we've been processing quite a few we're over 192,000 registered voters in Rutherford County now so how many 192,300 and something when I last time I looked and I think we still had about 2,200 or so um, uh, to, uh, to, to go so we may end up close to 195,000 when Monday October the 5th is the last day to register to vote I know it's October the 5th but I thought it was a Tuesday but it is a Monday okay so this coming Monday is there anything people need to bring with them to show that they're residents here no sir they and they can you know they, of course like I said you can do it online or you can do it in person at our office or you can actually fill out the form and mail it in uh, the, the only time that you have to have something uh, when you appear in person would be at the uh, polling location if you vote early or if you vote election day you will have to have a state of Tennessee issued photo ID or a federal issued photo ID such as a passport or um, a military ID Tennessee uh, state photo ID would be a a driver's license, a gun carry permit, uh, some form of, of, of identification. This new driver's license that we're getting, and a lot of people already have it, with the star on it, is that uh, does that include your voter registration? You do not have to have the um, the star uh, on your uh, the real ID. I believe that's what they call it uh, to to vote. It just has to be, and, and even if it's a, a, a driver's license that's expired. You know, it doesn't have to be a current valid driver's license. Uh, and, you know, some of our uh, more senior uh, residents um, who no longer drive, you know, but they have their, they keep their driver's license for their identification purposes. Um, you know, so those are still good also. Okay. Uh, I heard on the news this morning that 860,000 persons 
have already taken advantage of early voting. I didn't even realize you could early vote right now. How, can you do it in some states or something? Well, you have uh, early vote. Some states uh, do have early voting that extend uh, 30 days before the election. Uh, some, you know, we have we have early voting going on right now. It's, you know, with absentee mail in um, by mail ballots. Oh, okay, so they're looking so, at that, right? We and we've already. I think we've already had fifty-two, fifty-three hundred uh, by mail uh, ballots we've mailed out. Um, that they've requested, which the largest we've ever had for the 2016 presidential was right at 2,057, uh, I believe it was, uh, absentee ballot request. So we're going to we, we're far exceed that number. So we're already twice what we had the Correct. total of 2016. Correct. And in August, we um, in August of 2016, uh, we had 375 absentee by mail ballots. Uh, this last uh, August, August 2020, uh, we had uh, right at 3,808. So it's quite a bit of difference. Now, one thing that I'm really proud of Rutherford County, not only were we the pilot county for this way of voting now, uh, we're still one of the few that's doing it. Why haven't the others jumped in? I can't imagine why anyone wouldn't uh, offer uh, early voting the way we do. Well, a lot of it, is, it has to go through the legislature to get approval to do that. We uh, we did the pilot program in the 2018 elections, and then we were approved to go ahead and continue forward. And then uh, there were some other counties that wanted to do it, and so I was uh, honored to be um, part of the selection committee or selection group. It was the Secretary of State and the State Coordinator of Elections and myself. Uh, we kind of we were able to put together the criteria and, and say, okay, here's what counties need to do to be able to do that. And so there was a lot of counties who wanted to do it, but they had not reached some of those benchmarks. And so, uh, but we but we did have Wilson County, uh, Williamson County, and Monroe County, which is over in East Tennessee. Uh, they are piloting the uh, vote center concept in their counties. Uh, this election and we had some like Blount County who really wanted to but they were going through a change with new voting machines uh, and they didn't have the electronic poll books so it was a lot of change in a presidential election year and so I, I, I advised that administrator total told, told I said you know this is something you don't need to do you need to do a couple of these things and then uh, make maybe 2022 go ahead and make that change because there's too many variables. Of course, we didn't know uh, that you know what was going to happen in 2020, and so she, she, I was in a meeting and talked to her back in the summer, and she said, "I'm so glad I did not uh, do that and, and took the advice because it's a lot of work, and so you're making and uh, creating a lot of change in your county, and uh, it's been it's been the phenomenal feedback for us, uh, the pos- you know, positive feedback uh, from from voters." Uh, which is probably in all my uh, time as administrator is the only time that you know it's always it's always praise because it's it's so convenient. Now the presidential elections always get the biggest vote. Uh, do you feel that since we're already with the mail-in ballots being already what is this the first of October? First of October. Uh, already in Rutherford County being twice what they were in the total 
of 2016. Do you think that that is the wave of the future, the the mail-in ballot? You know, Bart, I really think that, you know, the conditions uh, that we're in right now, I think, is driving some of it. Now, the amazing thing is, is that, and these these are some of my, my political friends, you know, they they were surprised that, oh, I didn't realize that over 60, you could actually request an absentee ballot just for being over 60. Uh, so that's something that was kind of a, I nope, it was, it was a well-kept secret, but it just wasn't utilized, I guess. But but 1.8% of our people historically vote in person. And that's just the way that Tennessee is structured uh, uh, to vote. And uh, I think we'll see uh, it will increase. Uh, but I think that once we get back to somewhat more normal times, I think we're going to see people. People like going voting. It's a way they see people uh, that they haven't seen, neighbors, old friends and stuff. Because we, we still hear a lot about, especially in our rural communities, where they still want to keep their voting locations because that's kind of just been tradition. Now, as time uh, evolves and, and we lose some of that um, uh, you know history, so to speak, with all the growth, uh, that may change. But, but I really think that majority of our, when I say majority, 90% of our people prefer to vote in person. It's, you're right. It's just sort of a, a, a family feeling, especially in some of the rural areas. It, it, it truly is. And, of course, um, and, and plus, from a cost standpoint, from an efficiency standpoint, in-person voting is so much easier. Uh, just, a perfect, just a perfect example, uh, early voting, normally you can get right in, right out. So you're, you're going to spend maybe three, five minutes to vote. On a by-mail ballot request, it takes our office about 12 to 15 minutes to process that ballot, to go through all those steps. And then that's just processing the request and then sending the ballot by mail and then getting the, the ballot back and then processing that ballot uh, so that they so that we're recording that Bart Walker has voted. So when Bart Walker shows up on Election Day, you know, you've already voted, Mr. Walker. You can't vote <laughs> twice, and uh, and so so the time. Oh, when that, did that law get passed? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, sometimes we have people that forget that they voted uh, by absentee or they already voted, and then they show up on election day and and they're just eager about voting. No, no, no ill intent, but but with with that though is you know so the time then you know when you walk out of there, my vote is you know it's in the bag or it's in the bucket because I mean I've voted on the machine and I'm done the the by mail you do have the risk of okay if I've waited to the last minute is the post office going to get it you know there um you know is it going to get there is it going to get shredded uh that that kind of stuff and and sometimes you you know when you have human involvement you have human error from time to time and so, uh, so I, I think that's the reason why most people will still stay with in-person voting. So you're, you're feeling that COVID-19 is what's spurring this vote-by-mail right now, and it's not going to be a trend. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think, I think it will be a trend for some. I think that some people find it be very convenient. And, of course, we've had – I'm very pleased. We had uh, – you have 90 days – before an election to be able to request an absentee ballot. But the, traditionally, our ballot is not ready until 
uh, August 5th was the date that you could request an absentee ballot for the November election. But now August 6th was the primary. So a lot of those races were to determine who was going to be on the November ballot. Then also, too, you have your municipal elections. We have Smarno election, we have the Eagleville election, and then we also have the Laverne. But those, the qualifying deadline for those races is not until uh, the, uh, late August. And you have to go, you have the independent presidential candidates. So we didn't have our ballot approved, ready to go out until September the 14th. So you've, you know, you've had about five weeks of collecting requests. And so you have a stack. And we had, we had about 35, 3,600 that was already in. And so we worked, you know, we've worked, we've been working Saturdays and Sundays and pretty much for the last, you know, three, three weeks. And but we, we got everything out from that Monday through that Thursday. We got everything processed and got it out. Uh, and now, we're, as it comes in, our, our policy, our goal is if the request comes in that day, it goes out. Uh, the ballot goes out that afternoon. And, but as we get closer and we know we're going to get another wave, uh, that will, uh, you know, so it may be a day or two. Now, this particular election coming up, uh, which is labeled the November 3rd election, but of course early voting October 14th through 29th, this is uh, the municipal election in Smyrna and Laverne and Eagleville, Eagleville too? Yes, uh, Would it be easier if all of the municipalities were on the same election, or would that make it more difficult? It, you know, really, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, you know, of course, uh, Murfreesboro is the only one that's it's in August. And so I think that you know, Murfreesboro used to be a standalone uh, It was the first Tuesday. Um, I think it was the first Tuesday in, in, in April. So what what happened there was when it joined and they joined in to be uh, part of the August election, the city residents did not have to actually pay for that election standalone election. It just piggybacked on top of the county uh, uh, primary and the state and federal uh, primary in August. So uh, you know, I think as long as it's tied to one of the you know the August or November, I, th- I think either one of them would do well. We have a text here from a listener who's asking that they are concerned about the safety of the mail-in voting. They've heard so much about it in the news. Uh, do you feel that there's any truth to what you hear? I can only speak to Rutherford County and I can in, in Tennessee. Uh, I don't for the security aspect. Um, you know, like I said a while ago, you do have a human um, element to that. Uh, the post office, but I think that you know right now. We've sent out over um, 5,000 some odd ballots. We already have 2,500, 2,600 ballots that's already been mailed out and returned back. And like I said, Monday was two weeks, so we're a little over, uh, you know, what, 14, 17 days. So we're we're getting, you know, we've already got almost 50% or 50% of our ballots back. Uh, But I think the closer you get to the November election and used to when we mail a letter i could mail a letter to you on a monday and you'd get it on tuesday this change and, and over the last not just now but over the last 10 years you know automation but they're sending it to nashville and even though it's going across town so i think we're losing a day or two so the issue is is that with volume and then also uh with the, the delay in mail uh 
from what it used to be, to get a seven-day turnaround for us to mail it out, you get it, and then you vote it, and then turn around and mail it back to us, there's where you're going to see some issues. The big, only issues we've ever had with by-mail balloting in Rutherford County is ballots that get mailed, but they end up coming back post-election. And we'll get them you know, postmark. They'll mail them three or four days after the election. We'll get it 10 days after. But, of course, those ballots don't count. Now, in Tennessee and in Rutherford County, the voter has to request a ballot. We don't just automatically mail everybody a ballot, and then they choose to whether vote the ballot or not vote the ballot or just not vote the ballot but then go vote in person. Uh, that's where you're hearing some of the stuff on, um, on national media. Some states do mail every single voter um, a ballot. And, of course, we're a growing community here, and uh, you know, we have several thousand people that are on our voter rolls that don't live here anymore. But they've not registered in another county or another state, or they've not um, uh, moved, or they've moved to another, uh, another location in the state, but they've not changed their address for whatever reason. So there's no way for us to be able to notify them, you know, if you're no longer a resident of Rutherford County, we can purge you. Because purging has to be initiated by the voter now. So uh, so when you're doing that, you're mailing people a ballot to an address that they're no longer at. So there's where you're hearing some of the, the discussion uh, over uh, by-mail ballot, uh, balloting is because there's some states do mail to every single registered voter. Here's a text from another listener who are saying, uh, you know, there's a reason that people call mail snail mail. Why do we continue to use the snail mail? So many other people are not using it. Why don't we use email? Well, you, you do have an uh, issue uh, with the uh, security of, of email. You know, Chris, you, know, you do hear of, and that's the reason why none of our voting machines are connected to the internet you know technology is great but there's also uh, bad actors out there who want to try to take advantage uh, of that technology and so um, you know that's the reason why the security aspect is not there uh, from that standpoint to be able to transmit now our military um, overseas they do vote I mean they they receive their ballot they can receive their ballot by email they can't vote by email, but they can receive their their ballot by email, and then they will have to complete their ballot, and then they mail it back uh, to us. So it still goes to the mail, but that's only exclusively for our, our armed forces uh, personnel over overseas. All righty, our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. We'll be back and continue the conversation with Alan Farley. Alan is the administrator of elections here in Rutherford County. We're here in election commission time. Uh, this is their big time of the year. Monday is your last day to register to vote in the November third election. This coming Monday. Early voting, October 14th through 29th, and Election Day 
is November 3rd. We'll be back in just a moment. Middle Tennessee football and basketball games are right here. This is Chip Walters on Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station. MTSU Sports on WGNS. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's Restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand-washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. We're at South Church, right across from Indian Hills. Well, we service professionals to brand new players. So our lessons are $25 for a 30-minute lesson. We go from beginner to all the way up professional. Come on over to the Music World and Drummer's Den. We're at 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills. Hi, this is Riley down at Music World and Drummer's Den, inviting you to come and shop with us. Good morning. Traffic still holding up out here on 24 as you head towards Nashville. They were moving a stalled vehicle a few minutes ago on 24 westbound near Haywood Lane. You'll just see some flashing lights in that area. It's not backed up too bad. Just busy out here where you would expect this time of the morning coming down. Sam Ridley trying to get towards the interstate. Check out the new uh, Andre Hot Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. It's so worth that short drive. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather? Brought to you by First National Bank of Murfreesboro. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 53. Take advantage now of First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. Up to 10% off labor costs for your next car repair job and 15% off labor costs for teachers, students, first responders, and veterans. That's First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. First Class Sales and Service in Smyrna. COVID-19 has changed our world, and First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. We understand your uncertainty, and First National Bank of Murfreesboro is always here for our customers. We encourage the use of our digital tools, ATM, mobile banking, internet, and even the drive-thru. First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop. WGNS, AM, FM, and online. Happy birthday to Vivian Faulkner. Vivian Faulkner, the winner of our Simply Pure Sweets Bakery and Cafe birthday goodies this morning. Vivian Faulkner, our birthday winner. And our good neighbor of the day is Terry Deal. Terry receives flowers from Jenny Harrison and the family at Ryan's Flowers Coffee and Gifts. The person who nominated her said she has a great personality, always a cheerful spirit, and sort of makes you feel good, even on a cloudy day. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. This is your chance to learn more about the election that's coming up. If you have questions about the election, 
Give us a call. You can talk or text on this number, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. Alan Farley is with us this morning. Alan is the Administrator of Elections for Rutherford County, and Monday, this coming Monday, is the last day to register if you have not registered to vote in the November 3rd election. Now, Alan, if uh, you have moved here recently uh, and you have not registered yet and you forget and Monday passes, can you still go back to where you used to live, assuming it's not too far away, and vote? You can, Bart, because there's, you know, with it being a federal election, you can go back uh, if you've moved within the last 90 days uh, and actually vote in your... Um, prior uh, you know, um, residency uh, if you're registered to vote. So yeah, there is a law to do that. Or some people, sometimes people move from one state to the next and because each state is different. And so the voting uh, deadline to register to vote, they may be caught in that dead period. And so that way that allows them to go back to, or you know, vote absentee, for, you know, if you're from Seattle, Washington, and you move to Tennessee. You can't just That's a long drive, way to drive. You know, so you could <laughs> vote absentee that way. But you, but you would only get to vote on federal races. Uh, so the president uh, and uh, and those those uh, things about the like, if you were in Eagleville, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to vote on the Eagleville you know election uh, because you're no longer there. You're just you've moved from Tennessee, so you you wanted to vote, so you get to vote for mm-hmm. the presidential election. Here's a text from a listener who's pretty observant on this. They say that uh, they've noticed that most of the technology changes uh, in election processes have taken place during non-voting years. And some of them have been pretty significant, making a big difference in what happens. Do you forecast or do you see any changes coming up? Yeah, that's something that we, because you don't want to make those changes during election year. Uh, you always want to make sure you make those changes and they're tested and they're vetted uh, through that. Just like we we went we worked a year, we're probably close to a year and a half on the vote center uh, concept because we wanted to make sure we had to test everything because there's a lot of technology that was involved with that. Uh, of course, we're I think this is the uh, second election year, full election year that we've had our um, online voter registration. Uh, that was implemented from the state. So, you know, there's always looking at different things, how we can be uh, more advanced. I'm not aware of anything right now. Uh, We're not to the point to where we're like American Idol, where you can just, you know, text on your phone or vote from your phone. Uh, Not saying that that will ever will happen or it won't happen. We're we're not there, there now. So, but I do think that they're always looking at advancements to try to, what can they do? What can we do to make voting easier? Now, with the telephones, you brought up telephones. Uh, that is using your thumbprint sometimes. It uses facial recognition. Is that a strong enough uh, way to identify somebody as this is really the person who's voting? It is, but the, you know, the concern is who controls that technology? You know what was it? One of the one of the social media apps was controlled by China or some some foreign. I mean, so you're you know you you're, you have some issues there. Who controls that technology? Because you know 
then you're basically giving them carte blanche over access to uh, uh, you know to your results and to uh, to your elections. So so I think that that's one thing we have to we have to move very cautiously because we can't just jump. Oh, this is great and let's do it. And then there's some unforeseen uh, occurrence or situation that we're not aware of or we didn't foresee, and that totally destroys the whole process. There's really, there's really no going back, uh, or how do you go back and recapture, uh, you know, that situation? So, I think that's something we've got to. Elections something we need to be very guarded, but also we need to move cautiously and slowly, not just make leaps and bounds uh, like we do in the in the in the technology world uh, today. Another listener sends us uh, this text message is asking uh, a question about ways to get the voting information from the election center uh, out in the rural areas to the election office uh, on the square. And they're wondering why we don't use Internet to get that information down. They said that uh, it sometimes creates some time problems of uh, taking them physically from the rural areas to downtown. Somebody could have a car issue and uh, slow down the process dramatically. Well, since we've gone to vote centers, uh, you know, I think 915 or 9:10 uh, was the latest that you know we were wrapped up and and uh, and and all the results uh, were in, which is phenomenal. Um, you know, there's some counties, uh, some that are a couple larger than ours. At 9:30, they've not even released their early voting numbers, uh, and so. Uh, so I'm very pleased with our time that we've got because, I mean, I would rather be steady and right and be or slow, steady, and right than be quick and fast and, well, we're not, we're not for sure. You, you, you know, it's, you know, steady wins the race. So, so I think the process that we have, we also, too, um, we want to make sure when you enter things into the Internet, it's pretty much what you put in is what's there what we're doing is we're taking the actual uh reading of the machines the cartridges and the tally tapes and we are that's what we're going we're going by factual not because you could invert a number and say okay it's, it's supposed to be 191 votes but somebody puts 911 votes or 919 well that's enough that's enough votes to determine you know change the entire election uh, so then you get, once you get there and you get everything tallied in, oh, well, candidate A didn't win. It was candidate C that won. So uh, I understand the the wanting to get it and get it in early. But now one of the things that can, candidates and, and uh, folks can do is if, you know, we post every, when, when we close down the locations, the machine operators, the first thing they did, they closed the machines at seven or seven o'clock after the last person's voted, and then they print out a tally tape, and it has a tally tape of every single candidate, every vote cast on that machine. If there's five machines, then there's five separate tally tapes. All five of those tally tapes are posted for view at that location. So the the, the window, the door of that location. They're posted, so you can walk up to the door or to the window, and, of course, it's posted from the inside, but you can actually see those results 
uh, immediate because I know a lot of times some of the various campaigns know they really know the outcome of they, whether they've won or not before we do because they have people you know located strategically. Now, how those. many uh, locations do we have now? We have twenty eight uh, vote centers, uh, and uh, we used to have forty nine voting locations when we under the old concept, but now we have twenty eight. But you have twenty eight options you can go and vote at where before you only had one option but there was 49 different uh options and so this really eliminated a lot of redundancy and also made our staff more efficient and also better utilization of our equipment because we had in one location we had nine voting locations within a three and a half mile radius so now that nine is now three and so our people are more efficient. Uh, we're getting better utilization of our equipment, which means we don't have to buy as many machines as, as, as fast as we need as we're growing because we're, we're getting more votes cast on those machines by the consolidation of them. So and now we have uh, 28 vote centers as opposed to 49 precincts. We still have 49 precincts, but used to you had a voting location for each precinct because you had to go and vote in that specific precinct. Now you have your 40, your precincts are what determine which district you're in, what ballot you receive, but your voting location, um, you know, so you can, you can vote for any in the house districts or any of the county commission districts and go to any location and do that. Whereas before, if you were in the, um, um, say 17, three district, you had to go uh, what used to be Bud's Tire. Um, and so, but places, you know, small places like that were able to consolidate and where we only would have 12, 14, 16 people vote. Now they're being all consolidated right into like, like North, North Boulevard Church. And so you've got more people voting in that one location. And then, um, the machines you're, you've consolidated your machines there too. Everybody's always wanting to to learn about saving money. Right. So when you changed from forty nine voting locations to twenty eight, uh, what kind of savings did we see? We ended up we we have saved we have saved well over two hundred thousand dollars over the twenty eighteen elections and 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 over the so far the twenty twenty and that may be even more so than that because <laughs> by law you have to have a certain number of poll officials per voting location so the minimum the minimum you have to have is five so if you only have 16 voters you have to have five, five poll officials but if you're like um you know say siegel uh, elementary where they would sit there and they would vote 2500 people or you know 2000 people of course they're going to have nine or ten because you've got more machine operators and more registrars and such uh, so now, at one point, we had Oakland High School, Oakland Middle, and John Pittard. All three of those were voting locations. They were all three boarded each other. So now what we've done is we've consolidated that into Sportscom, into one location. That way, everybody goes to the right location. There's no, oh, you got to go across the street or you got to go next door. And then all those machines have been, um, you know, where you had the number of machines you might miss okay we can get by with two less and we can move them over here but your people you're but you're getting by with less workers finding people to work elections 
is more difficult. And so what you do is you save in, in labor, your labor costs, and also in some of your of, uh, of your purchasing needs uh, for machines. Here's a text from a listener who says, I'd like to pick up some extra money, and uh, I thought I uh, might want to do uh, work at one of the election uh, voting centers. What do I have to do, and what's expected of me? Okay. Uh, contact our office at 615-898-7743. Uh, ask for uh, Denise, and she will get you taken care of. And one of the things, now, being a poll official is something that's, it's, it's people think it's easy, but it's a long day, especially a presidential election. We start at 5.45 a.m., and then... Hope, physically, you have to be there. You, you're physically at the, locate, at the site at 5.45, uh, helping get everything set up. And then at 7 o'clock, the polls open. And, of course, this November, we'll have lines. Will be, they'll be waiting. And then that's when some of our new folks who are working for the first time as registrars... <laughs> their eight fingers and two thumbs become ten thumbs because <laughs> you're looking at all these people come open the doors and you're trying to you know get you know, get typed in and get everything ready to go so we want to get everybody there set ready to go and then polls close at seven if you're in line uh to vote at seven o'clock then we'll vote everybody until the last person is in the line at seven uh so it could by the time you close down break down Everything you know, it could be nine o'clock. So that's a long day. So you're not just there for part of the day. You're there from five forty-five in the morning until everybody leaves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, and so yeah, you're there. You're there for the full day. And uh, do you get a flat amount of money? Or? You do. It's uh, and actually, when I first started as administrator, it was a hundred dollars. So now we've got it based off what you're doing is you can. It's one hundred fifty to one hundred ninety, depending on what uh, position that you're that you're in. So um, yeah, it's one of those things. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get filthy rich by doing that. But what you're doing is you're really providing giving back to your community because as hard as our staff and we have, and I have a, I have a great staff, a great team. I really do. They work tirelessly. Uh, they've been working around the clock. Uh, you know, coming in on on weekends, uh, taking time away from their family to make sure we get this done and get it done right especially with, with, with the COVID and also presidential. But there's only eight of us. But it takes 250 to 300 people just for a normal election. A presidential election, it could take anywhere up to 350 people. Uh, so we can't do it without our neighbors and without folks that we, you know, go to school with or we go to a church with or, you know, um, so we're in civic organizations with it takes everybody coming together to make it happen our phone number is 615-893-1450 alan farley is our guest this morning we have just a few minutes left in our broadcast so if you have a question dealing with the election coming up give us a shout 615-893-1450 we take text as well as talk questions all at the same number 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5-101.9-1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your clothing, gift, pets, 
any needs that you have for your lawn or garden. And also don't forget anything you need for your farm. Please come visit us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Where are you located? 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Do you have to be a member to shop here? You don't have to be a member with us to shop. A co-op farm and home center on Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Hi, this is Jen at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. If you're at home working due to this COVID-19, you have a virtual meeting, we can deliver coffees, pastries, berries by Ashley, right to your places, and you can all participate in the same thing during your meeting. Just give us a call at 615-893-7134. This is Jen at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy Street, between East Main Church of Christ and Junior's Foodland. Good morning. Traffic still holding up out here on 24 as you head towards Nashville. They were moving a stalled vehicle a few minutes ago on 24 westbound near Haywood Lane. You'll just see some flashing lights in that area. It's not backed up too bad. Just busy out here where you would expect this time of the morning coming down. Sam Ridley trying to get towards the interstate. Check out the new uh, Andre Hot Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. It's so worth that short drive. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. North winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies and a low near 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 53. This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land, WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. Just got a call from a listener who said they did not want to get on the air, but they just wanted to say that Mr. Farley is doing a great job. So That's good to know my wife's listening this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Our phone number, 615-893-1450. Just a few minutes left in the broadcast. Uh, we do have a person who has sent us a text. This one says, uh, have there ever been any angry encounters during an election here in Rutherford County. Well, I'll tell you, um, this was not between voters, but we had this situation back in 2016. Uh, we had a situation, an early voting site. Um, I got a call, and we had a retired Navy SEAL who had moved to Rutherford County, and um, he wasn't registered to vote here. And so the the lady who was the officer, she called me and she said, Alan, she said, you need to come talk to this gentleman. He says he's not leaving until he votes. And, of course, you can't, we can't vote somebody who's not a registered voter. And so uh, I was down at the annex on the House on Bond Street. So I went, I went in and, and uh, so I walked in. And he was, it was very easy to tell who that person was. 
uh, I mean, when I say he was recently retired Navy SEAL, uh, you know, I mean, and maybe I don't think it was even an ounce of fat, you know, of, of anywhere on his body. Uh, and so <clears throat> I took him back to the back of the warehouse out of where everybody else was. And I thought, well, if I'm going to get whipped here, I don't want nobody else to see it. <laughs> and uh, so we, we actually talked, and, and uh, he was adamant. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm not leaving. I said, well, sir, I said, you know, I, we, I, can't, well, I can't vote you here because you're not registered here. Um, and I said, I can vote you a provisional ballot, but it's not going to count. And I said, you know, with you being military, I, I just I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I said, you can go. And she, he said, well, I'm, I'm, I was registered in Sumner County. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute, hey. When did you move? He's. I've just moved thirty. You know, not even three weeks ago, not even thirty days ago. So I called Sumner County and and talked to the administrator over there, and they said, uh, "Oh yes, yeah. so he's still." And I said, "Do you know where such school is?" Absolutely. And they said, "That's where I always voted." I said, "If you'll go there right now," I said, "They'll vote you." <laughs> <laughs> and so he was. He was. He was very. Uh, it was very tense. But uh, but as far as voters, I mean. We have a lot of emotions, you know, with with voters uh, right now, but we've not had any problems in any of our voting locations, and I don't, and I don't, I don't expect that we will. Um, you know, voting um, is something that's very passionate. Um, their support for candidates is very passionate, but I think that that when it comes right down to it, um, here in Rutherford County. Uh, we've been very fortunate. We've got a lot of great people here that have they have different opinions, different beliefs, and and see different visions, and 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 we can all um, come together and cast our ballots, and I think we can do it in a very respectful manner. I don't foresee any problems, but if we do, uh, we'll address those uh, within the law. But uh, but I think that uh, you know we've not had any issues, and there were some people who had concerns back in 2016. Uh, and then, of course, 2018. Uh, but but I, I think we'll we'll do we'll, we'll be fine. Here's another text from a listener. This one wants you to talk a little bit more about the future of online voting. That's something I'm not very uh, uh, knowledgeable on, as far as what technologies are being worked on, as far as uh, to way to to do online voting. Uh, so anything that I would would say would be total speculation and probably uh, not even <laughs> in the realm of of, of that. I have because I have I have no knowledge of, of any of that. Work. So decisions on that level are made. Is it state level or federal? Well, federal. You have what they call the EAC, which is the Election um, Assistance uh, Commission, and of course it's a it's a bipartisan commission, and uh, so they work and pull. Uh, those things, so they have everything has to be EAC certified. Uh, then, of course, the state a lot of times will not uh, allow certain things unless it's been certified through through that. So uh, now, state election or election laws are it's a state's issue. Uh, so each state we have fifty different ways of, of voting uh, in in the United States because each state is different. There's things that we allow we the way we do it is totally different than the way Kentucky does it or the way. Alabama or Mississippi does it. Um, you know, uh, Washington is a mail-only state. I mean, they don't have in-person voting. You get your ballot, you vote it, you mail it in. And in talking to them when we were preparing for this pandemic with everything, we talked to them and said, okay, 
what can we do? And they just kind of laughed at us. They said, okay, if you had all the money that you needed and you had 150% buy-in from every single person along the, the decision chain, you're five years away to be able to do by mail, 100% by mail voting. And, uh, and these are, these are people that do it every single election. So everybody, so everybody has a different way, a different way. So but the EAC is the one that actually would have to come up and approve that concept. And then what you'll see is you'll see the states will, will, because of the intense, um, vetting that goes on with that, uh, we'll, we'll start to use that as a, as a, as a verification. We only have about 30 seconds left in the program. Any final words, any final thoughts, encouragement you want to give to people? I just want to encourage people to turn out. Uh, I want to encourage people to vote early. You know, October 14th to the 29th, we have a new, uh, because of the COVID situation and because of growth in our western part, southwestern part of the city and also the county, uh, Highway 99, the Cason Lane, Barfield, Rockville, uh, Eagleville uh, Corridor, uh, World Outreach there at Leadership Park, uh, there at the corner of Barfield Road and Highway 99 is a early voting location for this coming election. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, eliminate uh, some uh, lines at Lane Agri Park and also Cason Lane uh, Academy on Election Day and also Barfield. So uh, that was just trying to figure out a way that we can do because that's where one of our, our big pressure points was. So we want to make sure that we have that. But we've got nine early voting locations. Well, in 2016, we voted 70% of our people early. Let's do that again in 2020. Alan Farley, our guest this morning.